World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Yeah, I'm kind of fired up this morning. That all right? Kind of fired up. Hey, get yourself some communion out there, folks. We do it every every Friday here. Our dear friend Joe out there in uh, who now lives in uh, California, he gets up early in the morning. It's 4 a.m. out there. He used to be clover on the other side of the world, and he's an attorney. Now he's over on the west left coast. But he leads us in communion every every Friday. So get your communion ready. We'll get ready to do that real quick. Hey, I want to show you something here real quick just so you guys get a feel for it. Hey, Spencer, I just sent you uh, this month's invoice. I want you, I, I want folks, I want you, I, look, just so you understand, I'm not, I'm not asking for money, I'm not begging for money. I want you guys to look. I just got my bill for last month from uh, Jared and the crew, okay? Scroll down at the bottom. How much is this month's bill? $3,473.86. See, folks, that's what it takes to, to run this show, okay? So it's it's about 150 bucks a day, probably, that, that, to, to run the show. So just so you know, uh, those out there say, well, I can do what Coach Dave does. Well, good, good luck. Good luck, because I can't do it without those guys behind us out there. So I appreciate Jared and all those guys. And uh, Hey, here's something else we did. I quit paying this by credit card. I'm trying to encourage – Jared, you can take it off there now. Spence, you can take it off there. I encourage a lot of you, as much as you can, stop paying by credit card. I don't know if you know this. Just have, let me explain a little bit. When you pay a bill by credit card, you lose 6%, 3% on each end. So the guy who charges you, they cost him, they charge him 3%. And the guy who sends it, they charge him 3%. So the credit card companies are making about 6% on every transaction. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. So the more you can go to cash, the more you can go to checks, we'll stop uh, uh, supporting those Luciferians. So praise praise the Lord on that one. Uh, I was on the Patriot Party News last night. Thank God the we had 20-some, 20 26,000 viewers on Patriot Party News Forum last night. Honored to be part of it. There's some great hosts, people I don't even really know. Met some of them last night for the first time. We were on from about, uh, golly, it's late 9 o'clock to probably about 10, 15. And, um, it was great. So praise the Lord. Thank thank God for the Patriot, excuse me, Patriot Party News and what they're allowing us to do. It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, and for those of you who don't know, Groundhog Day is always February 2nd, and they celebrate it. Again, the, the foundations of Groundhog Day, of course, are pagan, right? We know that. Groundhog Day is the midpoint in winter. Winter started on December 21st. It ends on June 21st, and Groundhog Day is right in the middle of it. So uh, it, it, there's pagan, pagan roots to that. By the way, June 21 through 23, write it down, Betty. June 21 through 23, our annual at Sky High. June 21 through 23. That's easy to remember. That's six weeks from today. That is the first day of 
summer, June 21st. So, you know, we invite as many of you to come out here and we all get together and fellowship a little bit and shoot guns and shoot each other and do all, all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, go ahead and put that on your calendar. We'd love to have you be able to show up with us on that. Uh, did that. I did that. I did that. Uh, just before we get Joe in here, I'm giving everybody a chance to go to get some communion. I want to show you something. Pull up Appalachia. Pull that up. I got this map again today. Uh, you know, L.A. Marzulli says that uh, right where I live is Nephilim Central. I'm going to talk a little bit about Nephilim today, by the way, if the Lord allows us to. And uh, so uh, Spencer's going to pull up. Look, folks, that, that right there is what you they call that Appalach, Appalachian, Appalachian. I believe it's actually short A, Appalachian Mountains. And if you would take up your pointer, Spencer, and if you would go right there where it says Ohio, on the screen, you guys all see where it says Ohio on the screen. Maybe you can't do that. I don't know. Yeah, right there is Ohio. If you go just a little bit east, get right up there to Ohio. Come on, right up, right there, sky high. <laughs> right there is sky high. So when I tell people that we are at the we're the first foothill of the Appalachian Mountains, I'm telling you the truth. All right, I'm telling you the truth. So there you can see that's where all the mountain ranges begin, and L.A. Marzulli and all those uh, guys who studied it said this is it, man. This is this is Nephilim Central. Why the mountains? I, I mean, why the giants were in there? I don't know. We'll talk a little bit about that. But that, that's, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That right there shows us exactly where, where we are. Okay. Um, let's see. Got that. Got that. Oh, yeah. Got that. Oh, I got some good stuff today. So we're going we're gonna to have fun. Joe, come on in here, brother, and lead us in communion. Hey, friends, listen. You know, we kind of make light of this. Don't mean to. I was raised Catholic. I've I've said that to you a number of times, and you know we took we took uh, communion at every mass. Every time you had a mass, you took communion. You went up. I, I can never figure out why you weren't allowed to drink the, the cup. They only gave you the wafer. Now maybe you're allowed to drink it today. I don't. know. Maybe they wipe it off. But when I was in a Catholic church, it just gave you a wafer. Not that that mattered. And I grew up my whole my whole life in the Catholic church. I didn't know what communion was all about. Because they talk about transubstantiation and the wafer actually becomes the actual body and blood of Jesus Christ. Well, maybe it maybe it does. I, I think it's sub sub uh, sub substitutionary. I think, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a commandment of our Lord to to take communion, and so we're going to do that here today. And uh, again, before we do it, Bible says, "Man, you better examine yourself. You don't want to, you don't want to take of this thing unworthily. Unworthily meaning." Uh, you're not in the right spiritual spirit, spiritual state. You're not in the right spiritual state of mind. I've got up this morning, believe it or not, um, as I was brushing my teeth, <laughs> I thought, Lord, I, I don't know, Lord, if I ever repented of that. I don't, Lord, did I ever repent of that? I'm going to go tell you what it is. But I said, daggone, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, you know, I did this thing however many years ago it was and just came to my remembrance. And Lord, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, because they, they say the only... The only sin that can be forgiven is one that you don't confess. Now, I'm not trying to make you paranoid and saying, well, I haven't confessed every sin. But I can tell you this. There are uh, attachments, I believe, attachments. Bible says that the sins of the father passed on to the second and the third gen- generation. I believe there are attachments and judgments. Bible calls them generational curses that can follow our sinful disobedience. I really believe that. And I, uh, you know, sometimes I see it in my own children and say, daggone, that's me. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you just like the old man? That's that's a generational curse, right? And I believe the generational curses can be broken through the through the confession before we take uh, before we take communion. Confess your faults one to another. And so I just want you all just take a minute before we get into this, just 
Just ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything between me and you? Just do it right now. Lord, anything between me and you? Anything that's separating me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. If it is, I want to confess it, Lord. And Lord, I ask you even right now, Lord, if, if I'm missing something, just in your grace and in your mercy, that you would cover it with the blood of Jesus. But Lord, I ask you more than anything, Lord, break that generational curse off of my children and my grandchildren. Whatever sin I've did that has allowed the enemy entrance into our family, I break it now by the power of Christ, the blood of Jesus. Wash it clean, Lord. Wash it off of my children and off of my grandchildren. Let it be spoken of no more in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Joe. Uh, yeah, thank you, Coach. And you're really, really correct on that one. Generational curses, I think, are they trouble us and we don't realize it. Hey, Joe, can I say this? We repeat yeah. them. We repeat them. Folks, yeah. power, Bible says the life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you would not believe. I hear it on this show. You guys don't hear it. I hear your negative confession. And a lot of times your negative confession comes from wounding memories of things that have happened to you from the past that have never dawned on you that if you're having trouble with pornography, that maybe your father struggled with that or sexual sins. Did you, did you ever think that maybe that was passed down? Have you ever broken that? Have you ever broken that? I don't want to call it a curse, although it's a curse. Have you ever broken that off of you? And do, you do you ever sit around and think think about how often you go back and ruminate, that means think over, your besetting sins? I hear it a lot from a lot of, I hear it from a lot, a lot. And some of you open your mouth and you speak damnation. You don't even know you do it. I do it. We don't even know that we do it. But life and death is in the power of the tongue. So Bible says take captive every thought. Why? Don't let it break out into words. Don't let it break out in words. Because thoughts won't kill you. But the acting upon those thoughts, the speaking of those thoughts will become a hindrance, become a stumbling block to us. So folks, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Think what you say. In fact, once you say it, listen to what you just said. And I find myself, I catch myself all the time, all the time, speaking damnation. I don't mean to be speaking it, but it's my sin nature. Maybe I don't, I don't know what it is. And I'm, you know, I say, oh, well, you know how Joe is. Joe's always going to do that. Well, that's damnation. Why would I, why would I, why would I confess that? Why don't I speak life over Joe? Joe, not picking on you. I don't. I got a brother, Joe, too. So I, I don't don't mean that, right? Say, Lord, break that off of Joe. Whatever that spirit is, break that off of Joe. Bible says, pray for one another that you might be healed. It's not always physical. Some of you, some of us need unbelievable spiritual uh, soul healing. And every time somebody comes to your mind and you're mad at them, pray for them. Pray for them. Maybe they don't want to be like that. Maybe it's a stronghold and they can't see it. They can't break free of it. Pray for one another that you might be healed. Mind, soul, body, pray for us. We're going we're gonna to take this stuff a little bit more serious. Sorry, Joe. I'm not sorry. but the Lord No, you're, but you're spot on, Coach, because we, we tend to be critical over ourselves and our family more, more than anybody. And that's where we have the most prophetic authority. Joe, you know, Joe, there. I don't, I don't remember. I don't want to, let me give you an example. Last, last night I was coming home. I'd, I'd gone somewhere. I don't remember. I was coming home and, and uh, 
something popped up on my phone. Yeah, I read my phone when I'm driving down the road, I confess. And and something popped up on my phone and I clicked it. And you know what it was? It was the Marshall Tucker Band. Does anybody ever know who the Marshall, Marshall Tucker Band is? Anybody remember that song? Heard it in a love song. Heard it in a love song. Remember that? And all of a sudden that song starts playing. And you know what? In an instant, I remember where I first heard that song. I was in my brother's garage. In an instant, that thought came to my head. Think about what must be in our minds, folks. Think of the information stored in our mind and how the enemy constantly wants to remind us of those past things. Heard it in a love song. Heard it in a love song. Right? Can be wrong. So that's kind of, that kind of see our minds with us. our mind is with us everywhere we go, and it's a battleground of the mind. And what people say, what you smell, what you hear may trigger memories. Got to be careful. Memories can take you to a dark place, folks. They can take you to a dark place. And uh, that's how that happened with with me yesterday. A memory popped up, and then I thought of whoa. Something associated with that. Oh, Lord, remember I did that. Man, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, ain't that bad, Michelle. I'm, 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 no no adultery, nothing like that, Michelle. So, But uh, it matters, man. Take captive everything. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Thank you, Coach. It, um, let's uh, start with the reading. And honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. Well, that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> right yeah. there. If we could just do those four things. Go ahead. Servants, be subject to your masters <clears throat> with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. Oh. <clears throat> For this is thankworthy. If a man... If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye uh, buffeted to your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if ye do well and suffer it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. In other words, if you do wrong, you ought to be punished. <laughs> That's what he said. And the bad thing is you do good and get punished. Say, what the heck's going on? I, did, I didn't deserve that, right? Take it patiently because this is acceptable to God. Go ahead, Joe. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. He didn't deserve what happened to him. He didn't sin. He didn't have guile in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who is his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we bring dead to sins, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Amen, man, amen. It's present tense. We're healed. It's already happened. Already happened. 
For ye were as sheep going astray, but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiveness, Lord. I'm a scoundrel. Yeah. No, and this this verse reminds us that the uh, communion can be the meal that heals. Um, and so I think if anybody uh, has something that they wish was a little bit different in their body or their or their soul, then pray for healing for that as we have communion today. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful we come to you and thanking you for this day that you've seen fit to have us together with you here in this day, that our hearts are beating and our lungs are full and the tasks of the day into our mind, what we, the things we need to do and would like to get done and perhaps a few things we want to avoid. Help us to take captive every thought, Lord, and do be in, do and be the person you would have us be this day and this weekend. Help us to be ambassadors to you, Lord. And I believe we all have ailments, Lord. We all have something we'd like to be better. We'd like some pain to go away. And some of us have serious things wrong, Lord. We ask the Holy Spirit, give us the faith. Let our faith multiply that we may receive the healing, Lord. Let us receive the healing that you, you know what's hurting, Lord. You know what's not right. Please let people that hear this, either now or later, receive the healing that you have already bought and purchased for us so long ago and that was prophesied before you even bore that, paid that price that was already prophesied with almost the same words that we have here in Second Peter. Thank you, Lord. And we ask you, uh, uh, Jesus, to, to guide us. And we ask for the, the drink and the, and the bread that we have to be blessed. And we're ever so grateful that we serve a God that gave his only begotten son, that we who believe in him may not perish, but will have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Jesus, and we pray. Amen. Amen, Joe. <clears throat> and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Amen. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Boy, I got some good stuff today.
got some good stuff. I'm, I'm, read, I'm reading my chart over here, uh, trying to figure out where to jump off. Because, Lord, let, show me where to jump off here. All right, Lord. Randy, you out there? <clears throat> I didn't even look. Is Randy out there? Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Okay. Randy, I want to, I want to, uh, what up, uh, Spencer? Pull up uh, the um, email about Randy's declaring the will of God. Randy, I, wanted you, I want you to share this this morning. I got it from you a couple of days ago. Folks, I'm telling you, there's an there's an anointing on Randy Lunsford like that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something. And I can I want to pat myself on the back, not because I want to pat myself on the back. I want to make a point. I, I've known Randy now for uh, Randy's from Oklahoma. He's a concrete man. He has a concrete business. And I've known Randy for maybe four years. I don't know, Randy, how long it's been. And Randy Lunsford is a perfect example of a man with a gift and no place to use it. And when uh, when I met Randy, when we came together at Chad Estes, Chad had a uh, get-together, a brigade meeting. Randy was there. Randy's from Oklahoma. He's not from Texas. I don't even know how Randy got there. But he was there. And I remember him telling me at the time, even that was over, he said, Coach, I found my tribe. I found my tribe. And what he meant by that is he found his, he found his gift and he found how to, ex, how, how to exercise it. And that's one thing that I would, again, pat myself on the back. That's what I think Pastor Salt does best. It equips, equips saints to thrive right where they are. Folks, it, it doesn't do you any good if you come in here and I and I lead us in some big rigmarole service, which is all, all okay. But the work of the gospel is getting done through each and every one of you right where you live. And if we don't come to the realization that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside you, that you have the power and authority to do anything some big fancy pastor has someplace or something Coach Dave can do, you're missing the whole thing. Lord wants to use you right where you are, plug you in right where you are with that gift that you have. And that's what I try to do here every day, man, is try to equip you to play the position the Lord's training you to do. Some of you are already trained to do it. I feel, feel Steve Deck was out here for, I don't know how long he was out here. Steve Deck has a gift to fix stuff. And I, I, I wanted to feel guilty, but I couldn't feel guilty. Steve came and he fixed the electric. He did all kinds of stuff. And every time I'd feel guilty, my wife would fix him a nice big meal. And then Steve would be happy. But Steve was exercising his gift. He was happy doing it. Did you, you get it, folks? When you're, th- when you're in the midst of your gift, you're happy. You're fulfilled. You, man. And a lot of you are spiritually frustrated because you don't even know what your gift is. And if you did know what it is, you wouldn't have any idea how to exercise it. That's where your frustration comes from. And so I just want to acknowledge Randy is, boy, he got on that horse and he's riding. He is riding and he's doing good stuff. So, Randy, come on in here and talk to us about declaring the will of God, past, present, and future. Well, you know, Coach, when we started doing this, you know, I'm, I'm learning as we go, too. I'm not – I don't know Amen. it all for sure. Amen. But, but I understood some things, Coach, as we were declaring what we believe God is doing – and wanting to do in our nation, probably around the earth with this judicial thing, <clears throat> I started understanding something, Coach. What we're really doing is we're declaring his will. And once I saw that, Coach, I started putting scripture together. Just That's how we you, you build scripture on scripture. That's just God's way. Well, I started seeing the pattern. You know, the Father declared it. 
The Son declared it. The Holy Spirit declared it. Now who's it on? Them. It's on us. To do what? To declare His will. It's bigger than just being having church. It's bigger than just coming in here and be having a meeting and, and then going on. We're, what we're doing with our life, Coach, we are declaring God's the, the, a picture of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit everywhere we go. And, and when, we, when we speak it, we're not conjuring up something out of the air, Coach. We are actually, I mean, when you sit down and study the Bible, and it just becomes in you. You're just, it's just a part of you. You're, it's in you. You're, Coach, I wake up in the mornings at usually about 4 o'clock, and I get up about 5. For an hour, usually, almost every day now, I just lay there, and I ponder, and I just ponder, and I just ponder. And listen, this is the biggest part of prayer, is when you can hear God and hear what he's saying, and then go, do it, and, and live it, and walk it. So, Coach, this is all I've done here. It's just a simple paper. But I, I started understanding the more we're filled with his spirit, the more we're going to declare his will because Amen. that is what he is here for. We have to declare it, Randy. We have to declare but, it, right? But look at the years, Coach. I know I look at my life and I'm wasted. I was a Christian. I, hey, I was going to heaven. We're all, we're all, we are all, whatever that means. But what are we doing for God? What what Amen. it's it's about transferring his will from heaven to earth. That's what yeah. Jesus said, pray. So, Randy, so the Bible says that we have jurisdiction. God has given yeah. us authority and jurisdiction. Folks, do you know that the word jurisdiction, juris means law, and diction means speak. So jurisdiction means you speak God's law over that yes. area that you have. You have jurisdiction. You are God's authority. He speaks to you, and you speak his word, and that brings jurisdiction and authority. I don't know. This is hard for us to get. We're not taught this stuff, right? We, we don't understand how we're supposed to. As, I, as I'd love to say, the supernatural has left the building. Folks, yep. look, it's, this isn't woo-woo, charismania, waving flag. Do not, no, no, no. This is jurisdiction, speaking the law from the lawgiver. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, Coach, that's good. You know, but, you know, we're all out of us. <clears throat> we need to see things. We need to, I'm a kind of a visual learner. You can tell me and I, oh, kind of, yeah, I kind of get it. But when I see it, Amen. it's different. It clicks. Me too. Me too. Well, Coach, that's why I try to write these words. They're just words, but on the paper. But when you read them and you put this little thing together, you, you start seeing that man, I can actually do this. I yeah, can, man, this blew I can me live away, this. Man. This is this not hard. The Father so, declaring the Son, the Son declaring the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit declaring truth to us, and that which we've heard and seen, we declare. And what a pattern it is, right? And and yeah, Coach. So it's just it is a pattern. It's God's way. It's His pattern. But you know, we can't do this stuff. We can be a great patriot and we can be a great citizen and good neighbor and all that. But when we, if you really want to bring forth the power of God, the will of God in your, in your sphere, in your, your little world, this is, you're going to have to understand, you're going to have to let the Holy Spirit through you really, that's the power. He's the power in ourself. We're nothing. Amen. You know, so, so, the, the, you know, if you look at this coach, you can read these, there's, there's a hundred different things I could put down there, but 
I put down the ones that Jesus himself come out of his mouth and that he taught them, especially in the 14th to the 16th chapter of John. Of, of This is what the Holy Spirit's going to look like when he comes on you. Well, until then, coach, the Holy Spirit was pretty much confined to one location, kind of like Christ. You know, it was he was in Christ. He was the fullness of the Godhead was in Jesus Christ. Colossians tells us that. So he leaves. Now, coach, he can send the Holy Spirit to everyone who believes. Now, Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but <laughs> mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And what is that weapon? The word of God. What does God say about it? What is God's jurisdiction in this area? It's his so word. Coach, we, we're just word. extending word this. Word. Word's the sword of the spirit, right? Yeah. When you see yourself in this, coach, then it, you understand, you know, you understand your job, your position, your place, you know, like you, you do have authority, you do have jurisdiction. And, and this is why, this is the importance of this, coach. If we don't understand who we are in Christ through the Holy Spirit, we won't attack we won't be offensive we won't be the, the the true church matthew 16 18 church but when you understand who you are coach you it's you just look at these people these this luciferian system and you go you have nothing over me you have i have i have authority over you see Amen. that's how we have to turn it and it's that's not right. arrogance right. it's not anything except the truth it's god's Randy, truth. It's, it's, we spend all of our time trying to trying to keep the devil from attacking us when we're supposed to be attacking him. We, we got it backwards, right? So, so coach, this is just, I tried to get all this on one page. You can't, you can't really, this is 10 pages. If you really want to study everything, the Holy spirit, what he looks like, we're, we're trying to show the world. This is what God, the son, the Holy spirit, this is what God looks like. And, and if we can walk in these things, that's what we're doing at the courts. We're telling the courts, we're telling those, the second heaven, all these demons that sit there and all these cities that, that are ruling, we telling them, you don't have the authority. That's we're right. bringing it. People, Jurisdiction. We're standing here Lost now. God's law speaks here. That's what yeah. we're doing, coach. We're laying God, we're establishing his law and his justice and righteousness on those places. So when we go Time out and stake, folks, when you go out and stake and when you go out and prayer walk, it's like you are a, what do they call those guys? It's like you're a surveyor and you're out and you're marking off the territory. This territory belongs to, this territory here belongs to Randy Lunsford through the power of God. Every place you put your feet, he's given to us, but we don't understand it, see? So we allow him to be a trespasser and to control Land that doesn't belong to him. And so our rightful authority is we have to go take it back and declare what God says over it. Now, hang on, Randy, because I want to run down through these things. Spencer, pull up John 16, John, uh, 16 9 through 11. So we'll see what, what Randy's telling us. <clears throat> What's it say? Let's do this. Let's go to John. Let's just go to John 16. Let's just start at uh, John 16. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be offended. 
It shall put you out of your synagogues. Yet a time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that they're doing God's service. Anybody think we're there yet? And these things that will they do unto you because they have not known the Father and don't know me. We're dealing with a lot of people that don't know the Father. They don't know the Son. And they certainly don't know the Holy Spirit. But these things I've told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way that sent me and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. I got to go away. I got to leave, Jesus said. Why? Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit, the comforter can't come. I'm leaving, but I'm leaving the Spirit. I'm going. He's coming. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he's come, the Holy Spirit, what's he going to do when he comes? Why? He's going to reprove the world of sin and of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more, of judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. And I have yet many things to say, but you cannot bear them. You can't understand it right now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit, comes, the Spirit of truth has come, Randy, he's going to guide you into all truth. For he's not going to speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall Hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto y'all. And things that the Father are mine, all things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. In a little while you shall not see me again. In a little while you shall see me again, because I'm going to my Father. Right? So he went to his Father. He sent his Holy Spirit, and we are supposed to be jurisdictional. We're supposed to speak God's authority everywhere we go. Okay, throw it back up there. So that's what Randy has put Randy has put this into to a form. Folks, you ought to, we ought to be as we prayer walk, we ought to be doing this. As you walk around your house, you ought to be declaring these things. Say, oh coach, that's corny. Well really a lot of you walk around declaring evil. Speak, oh, I know what it's going to be like. And my husband, he'll never come around. He's just been like, well, geez, listen what's coming out of your mouth, right? Who has jurisdiction over your spouse? Hmm? Does the Lord? Are you speaking it? Or are you agreeing with the devil that he's, in, that he's a butthole? What is it? So a lot of the mess that we find ourselves in, we have the power to get out of it. So Randy said, God's divine will is accomplished on the earth through his vessels. That's us. Filling the earth with the glory of God is his divine purpose. His Holy Spirit is God working his will in and through us for his glory. Declaring the will of God cannot be done without the Holy Spirit. We just read it. We just read it. So Randy, if you want to just run down through these things. We just read them in John, but... Go ahead, Randy. So, folks, print this off. Take a picture of it. Put it on your phone. And wherever you go and the Spirit prompts you, do it. Go ahead, Randy. Well, Coach, you, you're covering it. I mean, you're doing great. But it's just you, we either believe this or we don't, Coach. It's it's just that simple. If you believe it, if you really want to walk in this, just just read what the Word of God says. It's not my opinion. This is clear as a bell. So, so Coach, now that we know this, I mean, you know, what prompted you to say, I want to go to Hillary Clinton's house? What prompted God to tell me, I want to go lay hands on the gate? I got, I want to do, because he wants to do something on the earth. It's his will. So guess what? He wants us to participate. He doesn't want us to sit on the bench and watch everything. 
he wants us in the game, Coach. Amen. I don't mean to preach here, but and here's our here's our weapons. This is what we do, right? The Holy Spirit, He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of justice. He will guide you into all truth. He will speak the word. The Holy Spirit will. He will. Oh, He will tell you things to come. Oh, yes, He does. He sure does. He will glorify Jesus Christ. He will declare the fullness of the kingdom to you. He will abide with you forever. The world cannot receive him. They don't understand. That's why he's not welcome in the courtrooms. He will dwell with you. He will be in you. He will teach you all things. He will bring all things to your remembrance. He will baptize you and fill your being. He will come upon you in power. You will be his witness for the glory of Christ. You will. Our body becomes his temple to dwell in. Wow, this is good, Randy. He searches all things and gives you revelation. He manifests his will through his body as he wills. He knows the will of God and the mind of Christ. And he, he witnesses to you the new covenant today. His kingdom has come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven today. Scroll down, Spencer. Holy Spirit reveals the will of God to the sons of God. And we declare the will of God. His inspiration now and forever, and as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Right now, today, Romans 8, 14, 12, 1 and 2, Holy Spirit is declaring the decrees, the laws of God through his sons of God for this earth right now, today. Jeremiah, he's got the scriptures there. New covenant plus spirit plus law forever. So heaven come to us. The kingdom of God is within us. It's here. It's now. It's present. Exercise it. Walk in it. Speak it. Declare it. This is not word. This is not word exercise. This is the weapons of our warfare are the word of God. What does he say about it? Wield those weapons. Go ahead, Randy. So now, Coach, so now put this. This reason I put past, present, and future on this, it's, it's about time. See, God, God, we can't we can't have any covenant with God if, with unless He puts Himself in time. And that's what the earth is, coach. It's a way for God. He is He is untouchable. He is so eternal. He is spirit, He's a spirit. You, eternity. He you can how do you touch that? He puts Himself, He creates the earth, He puts a covenant here. Amen. And he puts himself in that time so that we can touch him and see him and have fellowship with him. And he did it through Christ, and then nice, it's through the Holy Spirit. So, if we can see this ourselves in the in this time, and not put it off into the future, so see, Amen. Coach, what the church has done, and you say this all the time, but you can see it through this little model. The, the church has put it all into the future. Oh, I'll see him in the sweet by and by. Well, you know, I I believe that I sung that my whole life. But Coach, the fact is, he's got us here now, and he's in us. He wants us to be the power of God on the earth till whenever. But it's, we know it's forever. Kingdom come Isaiah made it clear. That's it's forever. What we pray, isn't it? Don't we pray that? Kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't we pray that? Well, why don't we jurisdiction speak it? Speak it as if it were true, because it is true. Mark Trump, come on in. Uh, yeah, Coach, this is just uh, right on the mark. I was going to bring a little illustration to Randy's uh, Randy's our will over earth. You know, we have a command radius. God has a command radius. 
all the kings of earth have a command radius, they command territories, they have domains. Has everyone seen the earth from space and they see all the lights in the cities? Mm. Can, can y'all picture that? Yeah. All right, picture they're not lights, picture they're us. They're the Holy wow. Spirit led people. And the lights actually show the command radius of the Holy Spirit that you walk in. So you are the living light overcoming darkness. But there's all these other people that aren't shining. The worst ones, coach, are the ones that walk out of the church and they put their candle out, put their bushel basket over their heads, call themselves Christians. So walk in walk in the command radius that you possess with the Holy Spirit. God sees it. You're the light of the world. We're the light of the world, right? Amen, coach. Amen. Day day one. Day one, there was darkness. Okay? Tofu and bofu on the face of the earth and the void. We are the light. We are the command radius of God on earth today. Okay, that's right. Jesus said we were the light, right, folks? We're the light. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. Christ in us, the hope of glory, the illumination of the Holy Spirit in us is supposed to light the darkness in the world. And we've taken it and hidden it inside the four walls of the church. Amen. He told us there's a separation between the church and state. Lights are not allowed here. No light here. Okay, please, if you bring any light in here, we're going to put it out. You're not allowed to. Don't, can't, you, can't you see the battle before us, folks? That's what we're dealing with. Great illustration, Mark. Joe, come on in. Oh, uh, Brother Randy so spot on here, Coach. And uh, so many churches will preach that, they, you know, that that happened before and we're going to yep. see the Lord in the future. They don't talk about the now. They don't put God in the now here with us yeah, now. Right, right. And it, God usually acts through and with his people. And, uh, you know, the great Red Sea, parting of the Red Sea, that was a partnership between God and Moses. And God told Moses to lift up, his, raise his staff over the sea. And if he Moses hadn't done that, that sea wouldn't have parted until somebody else heard God pick up the staff and did what he they were told. So when we're obedient and we do what God says, amazing things can happen. Amen, Joe. Look, hey, Frex, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into something real quickly. I just feel pull up Genesis six. Pull up Genesis six. I want to. It was amazing that last night when I was on the Patriot Party News Network, uh, this was the subject was brought up, and I was kind of surprised. I thought, God, because because look, most people. Okay, let me let me pause here while Spencer gets there. Are you looking at me, friends? Some of the people that we're dealing with aren't even human. I'm going to say that again. A lot of the people that we see in positions of power in America aren't even human. Just bring up Genesis 6, Spence. Just go to Bible Gateway and bring up Genesis 6. They're not even human. Now, listen, don't forget this. You are not a body. You are a spirit. 
You live in a body. You possess a soul. The soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul is who you are, basically your personality, right? But you are your body is nothing more than a container, an earth suit, a meat suit, as our friend Stephanie calls it, that carries you around. And one of the things that the church doesn't talk at all about, and it was again, it was brought up last night when I was uh, with those guys on, on the show last night, Genesis 6 came up. I thought, golly, they know about this? Because I was in church my whole life. Well, 38 years. And somebody said something to me about Nephilim. And I thought, what? Nephil, what? Is that a drug I take? What the heck? What is that? And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, daughters were born unto them. But the sons of God, what? Wait, what? The sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which they chose. But time out a minute here. Who are those guys? These sons of God who lusted after daughters of men. Sons of God lusting after flesh flesh women. Think, anybody, anybody think I'm wrong here? I'm just reading what the word said. The spirit said, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. That he also is flesh. Yet his day shall be 120 years. And wouldn't it be, isn't it just kind of funny that all of a sudden they slip in? They were giants in the earth in those days. Now, the modern American church is going to brush this aside as giving it some euphemism. That wasn't what they meant by giants. They weren't talking about physical. The, The church will do everything they can to not have to deal with this scripture right here. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, what? There were giants in the earth in those days? Oh, and by the way, and also after those days? When the sons of God, two sons of God, saw the daughters of men, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men. Does anybody know what it means to come into? I think we know, don't we? And they bear children to them. (laughs) The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. In other words, hate to tell you, half human, half something else. Hmm? And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. He said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, we got it now, man. Those angels have mixed with human, and we got us some new kind of hybrid like we ain't never seen. And it repented the Lord, think about that, that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Boy, is is that ever a deep phrase? Do you think that the Lord repented and that grieved him at his heart? And the Lord saw it. So what? This union of these sons of God, whatever that would mean, and natural, physical women. How did it happen? I don't know. They came into them. By the way, all angels are men. There are no female angels. All right? And the Lord said, I'm going to destroy them. 
not created from the face of both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I've even made him. But he found Noah. So I'm going to still, I'm going to get this perfect seed through. I'm going to find Noah and his family. And he starts talking about the generations of Noah, of friends. See, look, I'm not a theologian on this, okay? But this is the way that I understand it. That what we're dealing with in America today is the disembodied spirits of a mixture of humans and fallen angels. We call those today demons. Now, why are they demons? Because they inhabited a body, but when they die, they have nowhere to go. Why? Because they left their first estate, the Bible told us. They left the realm into which they are supposed to operate. They came down, they mated, they created this hybrid being, and when they die, they have nowhere to go. I'm explaining it the best that I can. So where do they go? They look for people to possess. People void of the Spirit of God, empty vessels, and they move in them. And without going too much deeper in this thing, I got a, I got a great thing I'll put in the chat here in a minute. For, and uh, folks, there are many of these, many of these guys that are walking the earth today. They're not, they're not, they're not human. Is this blowing your mind? Because if you look at it openly, you'll understand what's going on. These are not human. These are servants of Satan. And the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what that's what we're wrestling against. These guys who are telling us there's a separation between the church and state. These guys that are telling us that a human being isn't a, ba- a baby isn't a human being. These guys that are telling us take this jab. They're not even human. They're more than just lost. When's the last sermon you heard on this in your church? No wonder we don't have an understanding of the spiritual realm and what's going on. When Jesus says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places. Well, how do they get down there? They invade bodies, demonic possession, oppression. That's the way that I read it. Mark, come come on back in, then John. Yeah, this is a point. Let's just talk about angels a minute. They're under a different covenant with God. This is totally what Randy preaches. We are under a covenant with God with flesh. We lost you there, Mark. Uh, but anyway, they, they are under a covenant um, with God. Different. They have eternal lives. So whenever they mix, our, whenever we mix Yeah, you're, break, you're breaking up, Mark. There you go. So they're just like you're saying in a suspension. Right? But it's not like our covenant. It's not like our spirit. They were here before. Jesus said that that which is spirit is spirit, that which is flesh is flesh. Marvel not that I say you must be born again. There's a separation in those two things. Mark, you broke up a little bit. I didn't mean to cut you off there, right? And so what's happening is these disembodied spirits, angels, call them whatever you want to, they're looking for bodies to live in. They're looking for unregenerated bodies they can go in and live in. They're spirits. 
Just like the Holy Spirit is a spirit. They want to come in, possess the minds of men. John Loveland, I know you know something about it. Go ahead. Hey, hey, thanks, Coach. Uh, just have Spencer look up Incubus and Succubus. I put it in the chat. Oh, boy, here we go. Here we, I'm just kidding, John. I'm just kidding. Incubus and Succubus. Incubus. The nightmare and oppression of the breast in sleep or sense of weight when an almost total loss of the moving of the power of moving the body while the imagination is frightened and astonished. A demon, an imaginary being or fairy. Folks, an incubus and a succubus, you've never heard this in your church, are demons that visit people in their sleep. Go ahead, John. Well, and if you look at it further, I I got a lot of people around me, so I got to be careful what I say. Um, One is the female, the other is the male. And and it's not imaginary. This is this is reality. Now I don't know if this is still happening where there's uh, actual conception, but they actually come back. They come unto the, you know, sons of God and the daughters of men, just like they did in, in Genesis six. And 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 if you read the book of Enoch, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that book was left out of the scripture because talks more about these kinds of things. And, and <laughs> for some reason, all see, oh man. Can you imagine the spiritual awakening in America if we explained this to the average Christian? Can you imagine, especially young kids who are into, what's that thing, dragons and whatever that thing is? What's the name of that game? Dungeons and Dragons and all these games and all this supernatural stuff that the young people, they're into this stuff and they don't understand it's real. What if we showed them that it was real? And that's what we're wrestling against. We're not wrestling a Republican, Democrat, conservative. No, it isn't any of that stuff. We're wrestling against those who are born of the spirit of God and those who are born of another spirit. Coach, one more thing. I, I, I always wondered... Why did Jesus? Why did God say to the serpent and to Eve, "I'll put enmity between your seed and her seed"? I believe it's because He had to protect the genealogy, right? Mm, and yes, I think it's because of I think it's because of Genesis six. Why would He say that? I always wondered that. That's just a thought I had. Because it's about the seed, folks. In order for us to be still. In order for us to receive salvation, a perfect sacrifice had to make it through. Jesus had to be pure in his bloodline. He had to be, because if Jesus has sinned, then when he died on the cross, he died for his sins. He wasn't dying for mine, wasn't dying for yours. He was pure, perfect, and the devil knew it. So the devil's trying to get in and pollute the seed because if he can keep the perfect seed from making it through for the perfect sacrifice, the plan is foiled. Hey, hey coach, isn't that what he's doing today? He's Amen. trying to cor- he's trying to corrupt the genome of yes. humanity so there's no place Amen, for redemption. John. That's right. Amen. Huh? Seed of the serpent, seed of the woman, transgender this, transgender that, all those. Right? Can't you, folks, can't you see it? It's always been about the seed. It's always been about pollution of the seed. And they do it through the eye gate, the ear gate, things we see, things we hear, things we think. And can I tell you the truth? The church will not touch it. They won't touch it. 
In fact, I was going to do, I was reading today, I was going to do, bring it into the show, but I decided I wasn't going to go to. Do you know who the leading proponent of pharmaceuticals in the world is? Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Churches. Churches. That when a, when a person is having problems in the church and they go to the pastor, the pastor will pray for them and then refer them to some doctor who will give them pharmacology or psychoanalyst or voodoo. What uh, Are you with me, Frank? Because why? Supernatural's left the church. The pastor doesn't believe that what's affecting that person could be demonic. <laughs> so we want to go give him medicine. You can't medicate a demon. See, some of you tune out right now thinking I'm crazy. Well, that's why we're where we are. You can't see demons around. You cannot see. You don't turn on the TV and look at Chuck Schumer and say, that, that dude, there's something wrong with that dude. <laughs> that hair, what's that guy's name? Nick Mitch McConnell? You tell me. You look at that guy. You think Nancy Pelosi's normal? You think she's a normal human being? What? See, we don't get it, right? We think she's just a Democrat. Craig. I put in the chat um, the one-hour documentary by Michael Heiser of the Unseen Realm, the yeah. book that he wrote. Ooh. And if anybody wants to get your Bible, get a notebook, and watch that one-hour documentary, you'll get you'll get very good on that. And it's also Unseen. under Craig. I'm in. A, I'm in a hurry. I begin to Unseen Realm. Pull up real quickly. I saw this today. I can't wait for this comes. Pull up. Uh, uh, inconvenient religion trail. It's two minutes. Pull that up. This this is a movie coming out or a documentary. Go ahead. Since the beginning of time, an ancient vendetta has been waged between the fallen angels and God. Humanity has been caught in the crossfire. After the flood, Nimrod, the first world ruler, convinced humanity to build a siege tower to aim their arrows at heaven, wanting to fight God. God destroyed their tower and scattered the nations and languages, but their wicked beliefs never died. In fact, they bled into every corner of the earth. Those scattered pieces have regrouped with the same rebellion against God and form the basis of the worldwide crime syndicate that aims to deceive, distract, and destroy. We'll trace ancient practices through the ages as we uncover the truth about the secret orders and bloodlines that have controlled society, manipulated empires, economies, and more from the shadows, as well as those who hide in plain sight and continue their control to this day. We came in like lambs, and we were ruled like wolves. Sometimes, those we're taught to trust, or those claiming to teach the truth of God's word, simply use it as nothing more than a facade, a disguise, for those pursuing their vendetta against him. But this time, if they're the arrow, the target is you. It's time to ask the questions they don't want us to ask, and look in the places they don't want us to look. So, who's brave enough to join me? Wow, huh? Huh? Oh my goodness. Well, don't forget this. The Bible says that sometimes Satan comes as an angel of light. Hey, folks, we're dealing with people that aren't even human. Amen. Oh my goodness, huh? If we could begin to understand what it is that we're dealing with. Wow. Hey, got to run. God bless you. See you on Monday.